Hi, this is Catch T If You Can, and I am Tama, your host. Thank you for listening, watching, which other platform you're on today. Um, it is an exciting day because I've literally been talking all summer about how I'm going to launch a podcast. I wouldn't even say summer. I've been talking about it for a year, but all summer is when I was supposed to have my launch date, and I kept pushing it back pushing it back, pushing it back. But um, I'm sure a lot of you creatives can understand it's you focus a lot of times on being perfect as opposed to just creating the content and putting it out there and just kind of letting it see where the cards fall from there. Um, so that's what I finally am doing. So we are here at the studio. I'm so excited. Um, I guess the premise of this podcast uh, is... I have um, my followers on Instagram, and um, a lot of them grew through me doing my business consulting, um, and I was actually working with companies, small startups, trying to teach them how to grow and scale using uh, social media and digital marketing um, uh, 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 platforms and tools and so forth. And with doing so, I was able to kind of live what you call the laptop lifestyle. I'm, you know, I travel a lot or I work remotely and I always had people reaching out to me and they were like, how, how is it that you live the life you live? You're traveling. It just seems like you're never working. So I was like, let me create a podcast and tell people, give them the tea. You know, tell them what it is that I do, how I do it. But most importantly, not talk about what I do, but uh, I hope that I can be kind of, uh, um, you know, an influence or uh, more of, let's see, uh, inspiration to people who are looking to either, you know, jump out of that corporate lifestyle and, you know, working the nine to five. And I know a lot of things have changed since the pandemic of, you know, working remotely, uh, but I know I had it in my mind set up before the pandemic uh, when I left my uh, corporate job in Orlando working for Pepsi that I wanted to live the laptop lifestyle working remotely and I would do anything it took in my power to do that. And I was only applying for jobs that were remote. I was not trying to go into an office. And if it did call me going to the office, it was only about three days a week or as needed for whatever meetings we have. So with that being said, I'm, I'm always telling people that uh, I talk to strangers and people are like, how do you know this person? How do you know that person? And it's because of that, I talk to strangers. It's all about um, networking and putting yourself in positions with places that have people um, gathering that are doing things or are people that you see yourself or want to be like um, with within the future. Um, whatever role you're looking to get, whatever job, you need to be putting yourself in these positions or in these, um, these communities that have those people doing those things. That's what this podcast is about. So I want to interview and give those interesting people a platform to either talk about their story, their real story. I'm not talking about your Instagram filtered story. Um, I'm talking about the real, real, which nowadays with social media and uh, just 
all this, you know, fake news and everything we got going on, people don't like keeping it real. And a lot of the times I have people reach out to me and they're just like, oh, your life is so great. And I'm like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am grateful. And I definitely have put myself in positions that I'm, I'm proud of and I did it on my own. Um, well, with the help of mentors and so forth. But the, I grinded and I went through it. I went through it. And I just want people to come on this, on, on, on this platform, on this podcast, and tell their story, their real story. So since we're talking about stories, I want to tell my story. Uh, I moved to L.A. six years ago now. Yeah, 2016, August 2016. And I was working for Pepsi-Cola. Uh, it's funny because I had decided that in June of... 2016 that I was going to leave corporate America, move to LA. I wanted to challenge myself. Everybody's always like, why'd you move to LA? I wanted to challenge myself. That that was simply it. Um, I had my comfort zone in Florida. I had my group of friends. We'd go out every weekend like routine clockwork starting on Thursday, actually starting on wind down Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, we'd start partying and go all the way through. I was still very responsible and had my shit together, but uh, I um, felt like there was more, and I felt like I was not gonna know my truest po potential unless I was pushed outside of my comfort zone. So that's what pushed me to leave everything that I knew, my comfort zone in Orlando, Florida, and move to LA, where um, I knew it was gonna be a challenge, but y'all, I knew it was gonna be a challenge. <laughs> and be careful what you ask for, because I asked to be challenged, and that's exactly what I got. So when I moved here, I was working with a startup, a, te a telemedicine startup, and I think I started in August, and by October, uh, I was uh, let go. They said that they had brought in a business, uh, business uh, consultant who, uh, decided that they were in no way ready to start selling. So I was part of the sales force, so they had to let me go. So moved out here. My sister and my brother-in-law were like, come out to LA, we got you as long as you need. Uh, we got you, so I'm like, okay, uh, lose my job. Two weeks into me moving out there, my sister's like, hey, so uh, we're having a baby and you're in the guest room. We need that guest room. So um, I had to find somewhere to stay. Uh, my budget was running down very quickly and I decided to move to downtown Los Angeles, which I had my parents, my family, telling me that they thought I was crazy. I was paying stupid amount of rent, which I know. But what I knew is I wanted to place myself in a position where I was able to interact, engage, and be amongst people who were doing what it is at the time that I thought I wanted to do and be in a centralized area. So that's why I chose downtown LA. Um, so I moved to downtown LA in uh, what was it, June? No, 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 January, January of 2017, I start working for a, a software solution for autism, doing sales for them, inside uh, sales, which meant I just sat at a desk all day and tried to sell this uh, software. And I knew that this was not long-term, it was just a stepping stone um, to get to where I wanted to go. 
Uh, I worked for them for about almost two years, started a company, was working with two other girls, and we started a marketing, a digital marketing agency. Uh, through that, uh, I did a lot of consulting uh, of small businesses, um, teaching them how to use social media uh, tactics in order to uh, scale their businesses. That partnership did not work out. So then I went off by myself and I was just consulting. Um, while I was working at, this was one of my side hustles, while I was working for the uh, software solution for autism, I was like, I uh, was discussing a pay raise with my boss and I told her where it was that I wanted to be. And she told me to be patient. In six years, I would be there. And I was like, <laughs> I don't have six years, okay? So I started applying the jobs. And I was driving 26 miles every day to Woodland Hills. And if you get any, any of you live in LA, you know how far that is in traffic time. Um, so I was losing so much of my day just sitting in traffic to get to this job that I just felt was like dead end and not uh, purposeful for me. Actually, it was purposeful. It was purposeful in the sense of what I was doing, but just not what I wanted to do at that time. And um, I started working with this uh, startup and my uh, my uh, boss at the time that I was leaving from the digital software company was like, you're making a big mistake and they're just selling you a dream and I don't believe it. And I was like, okay, well watch and see. And one thing you gotta learn about me is if you tell me I'm not gonna do something or I can't do something, I'm gonna do everything to make sure I do, okay? So that's the worst thing you can do if you don't wanna see me succeed in life, is tell me that I can't do something. So. She ended up being right. <laughs> she ended up being right. So uh, they were just, this company was just full of, just full of shit, for lack of better words. And um, I ended up uh, leaving there again within like maybe two months or three months of working for them. And then again, that's when I started my own consulting business, working with startups. At the time, uh, not even at the time, just in general, I have ongoing health issues. Um, and my mom was like, you need insurance, please just get a job. I don't care if it's Starbucks, I don't care if it's Walmart, just get a job, you need insurance. And I was like, praying, manifesting everything. I was like, Lord, please, please, uh, everything to not make me have to go back to a regular nine to five. and. It got to the point where I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I was making just enough every month just to uh, make sure I was, I just to pay rent, honestly. I Let me tell you something. I learned how to take a, turn a loaf of bread into breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I can make dessert out of it. I can make sandwiches. I can make uh, four, four course meals out of a loaf of bread. That's, that's something that came out of my struggle for sure. And so... Uh, so we then, where am I at now? So then uh, started the consultant and we're getting to the end of the year and I just kind of surrendered and I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't do this anymore. I can't make it. I've run out of my savings. I made a stupid decision of cashing out my uh, 401. And uh, yeah, that's a whole nother story. And I took a risk. I took, I, I bet on me and it just felt like I was losing. And all of a sudden I get a call for a business development position uh, with a law firm uh, that focused on uh, uh, 
commercial collections debt. So it was like risk management, but more focused on uh, accounts receivables for B2B businesses. Uh, I was doing that for two years, did really well. Uh, decent pay, but I got a nice car allowance. I got an expense account, so I just thought I was doing it. Uh, and that's when a lot of my traveling started because I learned how to uh, le leverage having a corporate job that allowed me the time to be flexible, build my own schedule. So it's almost like I was building a business within a uh, a business itself. So that business was funding me to develop my own brand um, and uh, build my own book of business. Uh, that went well. And then through doing that job, I was always networking. So that's where a lot of people see me on my stories on Instagram. Um, they'll always see me out at dinners or out at, you know, sports events or, you know, just just seeming like I'm partying. But y'all, it's work. It's work. Okay, this is work. If, if you know anything about business development, uh, it's work. It's like you're dating all these prospects and you're just waiting. You're like the side piece just waiting for their, their significant other to mess up. And then you swoop in there and you're like, you ready yet? Uh, so that's, that's what the process is like. So even though a lot of my stories seemed to others as if I was, you know, going out and partying and living this grand old lifestyle. It was business at the end of the day. But at the same time, I've learned to leverage it and um, uh, be able to capitalize on my love for traveling. So again, that's why um, people are like, you're always traveling, where are you going? Yes, sometimes it, it is business. A lot of the times it's business, um, but um, you find a job that gives you that unlimited PTO and you're able to work remotely. And so a lot of that business turns into pleasure. Um, as long as you have your laptop and you're able to uh, manage yourself and your time, you can work from anywhere. Uh, so fast forward to today. Um, I have been working as an insurance broker for a little over a year. Jeez, time flies. Uh, if you know me, a year ago, um, I started in March, I was freaking out. I had to take an exam to become a licensed insurance broker, and I hate tests. <gasps> Whew, I have the worst test anxiety. But anyways, I got over that. I passed. Um, now working as a commercial uh, insurance broker, so I put together business insurance uh, programs. For I specialize within the digital healthcare and emerging med tech, tech and healthcare industries, but I literally can work with any industry. That's just what I choose to specialize in, um, and I love it. I love it. Um, I love the lifestyle uh, that it affords me. I love, and when I say lifestyle, I'm talking about uh, the freedom. Of course, I'm so new. I'm building up my book of business, so there is the grind aspect to that. But when I tell you, I think everything that happens in life, it's a stepping stone um, that's literally creating the path for where you are to end up within your purpose. I feel like everything I experienced that I cried about that I didn't know. Listen, y'all, I used to run bathtubs just so I could cry in them. Um, th that's how hard things were for me. Um, and 
listen, I still have days like that now because I'm building a book of business. And for some of you who may not know what that is, again, it's like you're I, I literally have to start from scratch finding clients and prospects. I do it on my own. They don't feed me prospects. I every day it's like I'm out hunting um, to feed to feed myself. So uh, there's that aspect of it, too. But then I love that the company I'm with, they afford a great work life balance. They're big on that. Um, they did at one point expect us to be in the office, but after COVID, they cared enough about their employees to do a survey and, uh, find out, you know, what the employees would prefer. And we all spoke and they, we said, you know, we'd rather to keep the flexibility of, um, working from home or in the office if we'd like to. So I just have to be in the office, you know, if I want to keep my actual office twice a week. Um, but a lot of the times I'm out and about, I have lunches, I have dinners, I have happy hours, I have events to go to. Um, if I'm not able to be there, it's understood. I'm, I should be in the field hunting, so to speak. Um, and that's, that's where I am now. So, um, yeah, so if anybody has any questions or wants me to do an episode solely on insurance broker, uh, being an insurance broker, especially since uh, when I interviewed, they made it clear to me that there's not many of me in, in, in the industry. So I would love to change that and, um, you know, educate people and kind of let them know about the industry and what's out there. Uh, I didn't even, I, I'd been told about it years ago when I was in sales and people were like, oh, you should get into insurance. And I'm like, that's, that is not sexy. That is not sexy. And, um, uh, you know, finally with COVID happening, I wanted an industry that I felt was pandemic proof. And I had a, a business associate who was in one of the professional clubs I was in. And he was like, listen, anytime you're, you're ready, just give me a call. I gave him a call on a Monday. And by that Friday, I had an interview uh, with the company I'm with now. And I got the job. Uh, I feel like it works to my advantage that I'm a unicorn, so to speak, within the industry. But um, I'm definitely looking to change that uh, for uh, people of color. Uh, I'd like them to know more about uh, business insurance, commercial business insurance. That has become key to me. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me in my DMs on Instagram and just kind of ask, what is it that I do? Can I give them advice? Um, you know, how did I get there? And is it do I like what I'm doing? And what other things do I do? And uh, I'm hoping to... Uh, over time with this podcast, get into all of that and just kind of give tips and um, know-hows or just what worked for me. And I think that's what's key is staying true to who you are and what works for you. Because I can I can give you the recipe, I could give you the sauce, but if it's not your own, it's it's just not gonna it's not gonna be the same. Um, so hopefully, I can bring um, some mentors of mine, uh, people that I've met along the way of either traveling for business, personally, whatever. I've met some some very influential people and just people that I think are aligned with me and um, my mindset in terms of, if it's not what you want, then it's not for you. And um, I'm one to believe that we are in control of our, our life and how things play out. And whatever it is that we can do with it in our control, that's what it's all about. So with that being said, we're going to go into my very first interview with Ashlyn Sammy. She's become one of my good 
good, good friends out here in LA. We actually met in the summertime, uh, and uh, she has now opened up a yoga studio, and uh, I am addicted, and I go every day. Uh, it's just become a big part of my lifestyle. Uh, if you guys know me, I'm always speaking about mind, body, spirit, and having it all be one. And yoga has been a big, a big, a big uh, influence and um, uh, reason that, you know, I kind of have my sanity today, for real. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I'm excited to talk to her. Um, the As far as the format goes for the show to come of what you guys will have to look forward to, uh, I hope to just provide, again, like I said, content that, you know, is real. Real content, you know? None of this filtered stuff, just real raw content for you guys that is relatable in terms of just business, social, um, you know, goals, starting businesses, all of that. That's what I hope to get out of this today. And um, I just hope that you guys like it, you receive it, and you follow me on this journey that I am starting out. And um, I'm excited. So let's get into it. Hello. Welcome to the show. This is Catch Tea If You Can, and this is the Pour the Tea section. Um, this is my good friend, Ashlyn Sammy. I cannot thank you enough. I know it's past your bedtime. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're still here showing up. And I know you're going to give all the energy because that's what you do, baby. That's what you do. Um, so, Ash, you said what? I said, thanks for having me. Of course. No. So, um, Ashlyn is actually the owner or co-owner of uh, Yoga 6 Studio in Culver City. And I actually started going there, I believe it's been like almost six months now, maybe a little bit less. Um, but if you know me, you know I swear by it. <laughs> and um, I might as well work for them at this point because I'm always trying to send people there, always you know, advertising for it just because of everything overall from health to just Peace, everything I feel like has improved since I started doing hot yoga, and um, that's actually one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the show. Besides the fact that you have become one of my best friends out here in LA, um, we met last summer, and what I really appreciated about you is that we're always able to get deep. Um, it's never surface level with you, and um, we, I feel we just align, and um, that's why it was very important for me to get you on the show, because you represent everything that I feel this show is about, so thank you so much again. Cheer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, genuine. It's genuine. I know. I, well, I know that. Well, all of you is genuine. <laughs> if, it if it ain't real, it ain't you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right okay so there's your new tagline is yeah it? i was just about to say hashtag that Has, <laughs> uh, that's gonna be on the merch that's gonna be on the merch that's coming that's Love coming that. <laughs> pre-order dropping <laughs> dropping yeah. now click the link below um no we definitely align on so many things which is why our friendship was almost immediate mm -hmm. um when it's so funny because when I pick up the phone and I want to talk to you about business, we're talking business. When I talk boys, we're talking boys. When I talk shit, we're talking shit. <laughs> so exactly. it's nice to be able to just have, have someone, um, you know, your vibe creates your tribe and, um, coming to LA has been a little hard for that. And so you've just been a solid rock in, yeah. uh, in this journey. So I'm yeah. just happy. 
be here. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's another thing that bonds us, and um, we kind of. Uh, not kind of, we definitely aligned on was the fact of we both had our story about moving to LA, leaving our support system. Me from Orlando, Florida. Um, you from OC area, um, Riverside, right? And yeah. um, and that's, yeah, that's that's something that I feel like we constantly have a bond over for sure. So. People always make fun of me in the, in the yoga studio. They're like, oh, you're not from here? And I'm like, no, I'm, you know, I've been in Orange County for the last 13 years. And they're like, oh, that's from SoCal. And I'm like, culture shock. <laughs> People for that don't live in California might say that, oh, it's all LA, SoCal, whatever. But Orange County and LA are completely different worlds. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good point to bring up, too, because I just feel like because L.A. is such a melting pot, you think that when you hear that somebody, first of all, it's hard to find somebody who's actually from L.A. or, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. California in general. Everybody's from everywhere else. But um, you think that just because you are from Southern Cal California in general that you will relate to being an Angelino. Uh, but uh, that's not the case, which you've made clear to me. I you know, I go back and forth. A part of me loves it. A part of me is can't stand it. A part of me can't live without it. Um, it's so funny because every, everyone you meet, you know, everyone I've met since I've been here, they, they always have something going on. They have a cool story. They're from mm -hmm. a cool place. There's mm -hmm. sirens going on. Like what's happening <laughs> there? Like, let's go. Like, there you go right there. There's your story. Um, everyone has, everyone has something going on. Um, the yoga studio has definitely been a hub for me because, you know, after, after COVID and all the things, obviously everything was shut down. So it was kind of nice to have the studio where, you know, I'm at standstill and people are running in and out. So right. meeting people has been very easy in that sense. Um, and just hearing different stories, different backgrounds, so many people moving from the East coast. Yeah. So, um, in regards to LA being the melting pot that it is, um, I feel like that's 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 another motivator for why I wanted to start this podcast is the fact that you do you everybody has a story out here. Everybody has a story out here. And unfortunately with social media nowadays people aren't that honest about that story and they're not that forthcoming with their truth. So when you do find people who are like no, I may look like I have it all together, but you, this is my story, and this is how I got to where I am now. This is exactly what this platform's about. Catch Tea, if you can, is about. And um, with that being said, I wanted to get into the Porta Tea, um, and I'd like you to just kind of tell us your story, how you got started, what motivated you to move out here to L.A., leave your support system, even though it may not seem that far away, it's still what you know, what you are comfortable with, leave your support system and start a business. And I mean, you're, you're killing it at that um, for it being a startup. And I always say, I feel like you are a key factor in why it is doing so well um, and the growth that you've seen. But I just kind of want to hear from your mouth, just in case there are others who are thinking about moving out here or to wherever it may be and wanting to start a business, um, just taking that leap of faith. Um, yeah. Kind of get that from you. Let me, let me pour my, let me pour my tea first before you get into the, <laughs> let me pour the tea yeah. first. All right. So a little bit about my background. Um, I was a full-time hairdresser in Newport Beach. 
and I was in a shitty relationship and I called my parents and I'm like, listen, I, I got to come home for a second. Um, and I went home for like maybe four months, um, within three weeks of being there, my mom calls me and she's like, Oh my God, I just found this job on Facebook and I'm going to be a general manager of a Pilates studio. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> um, that's great. That's awesome. Um, and long story short, um, four hours later, she calls me and she goes, Oh no, can't do this. This is so much up your alley. I recommended you and he's going to call you. And I'm like, I'm a hairdresser in Newport beach. I have a full clientele. <laughs> this is only for a split second that I'm back home. Like just to get like, you know, back, yeah. back on my feet and figure right. it out. Um, well cut to, I ended up managing, um, you know, club Pilates. Mm-hmm. in Riverside, uh, called Pilates Mission Grove. I opened it. And back then in 2017, it was unheard of to sell more than 50 pre-sale memberships. I sold 407 memberships for grand opening of the Riverside location. I went on and helped open oh, up the Temegula, <laughs> Temegula location. Um, I helped, that one was already open. I helped it build that one and oversee that. And then um, my owner at the time was growing. I beat my own record with 450 pre-sale memberships in Redlands. And then um, sell, sell, sell. I was still doing hair a little bit on weekends and commuting. And then I ended up moving back to Orange County because that's just where my heart was. Mm-hmm. Um, the commute got a little long. And so I started wanting uh, to work for more sustainable studios. We saw what mm. I could do for pre-sale, soft open, and grand open, and I just wanted to start building communities and and bettering studios that were a little bit more distressed, is what they call them. Um, so I started working with another owner um, in Brea and Manhattan Beach and Fullerton, and took those studios, rose them, you know, thirty plus percent in in memberships, uh, and then COVID happened. I was a regional manager for multiple locations. I've done everything from sales to being a Pilates instructor to um, you know, helping teams. I'm even on, you know, training videos and all things. Yeah. Uh, we're sitting down in COVID and my partner was talking to me and he was like, why, you know, you, you're so good at what <laughs> you're so good at this. You, you manage so many teams, you got them through COVID, you know how to adapt and, and swerve in strategies and sales and in different locations, no matter where you are, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you open up your own? And I'm like, yeah, why don't I, <laughs> why am I not doing that? And so, uh, an opportunity arose and when asked what brand I wanted to do, I, every time I got off work at Club Pilates, I took a yoga class and it was something that there's community there. As you know, you're part of the mm-hmm. community. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's community there. There's vibe there. Um, it's just, there's something that you can't recreate in a yoga room. Mm. Um, and I wanted to experience that for myself and yeah. be on the owner side of things. Right. So, uh, exponential fitness is a parent company for franchises. They took club Pilates fastest growing, growing fitness franchise. And then they now have 10 brands. Yoga six was a very baby brand and a startup. I watched club Pilates grow to what it is. And so I thought, how cool to be a part of something like that again. Right. So purchase club, uh, purchase three yoga six territories, one with an existing lease in Culver city. We built it out. 
and man, did it hit hard. <laughs> All the things started happening. So once we got yoga six, um, you know, you do the pre-sale process mm-hmm. and circling back to, you know, the days of, of selling 400, 450 memberships and getting, you know, awards at convention to being completely humbled. Um, LA is oversaturated with yoga studios. Mm-hmm. It's expensive here. It's, yeah. after, it's after COVID people are on a budget. We're borderline recession right now. Right. So there's, there's certain factors that go into like membership and, right. and an, ex, an EFT draft and mm-hmm. every month paying on it on a gym membership. Yeah. So it went into now switching. Like I really have to build value in what yeah. this community is. Yeah. It's no longer, I'm not selling a workout. I'm selling an experience and I'm mm-hmm. selling again, community. I can't say right. enough. And right. so once I started to shift that and really, and really train myself to be invested in what I want it to feel like yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, the phone started ringing off the hook and I started yeah. selling and I started selling it different. Uh, anything you believe in, you can sell. And one thing I truly believed in from the very start was the studio. Woo, there's so many points that you hit on in your story, right? The first one that I I, I didn't want to interrupt was like, oh, that's 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 <laughs> a, a key factor there. When you said that your mom called you and was like, you know, this isn't for me, this is for you. And you were like, uh-huh. I, I'm not a salesperson. I, I, I'm a hairstylist. Yeah. I just feel when I t- when I talk to people that are in positions now, you know, that they're comfortable with and they're happy and they they're excelling, they're they're within their purpose. It all started with them being scared to jump into an opportunity that was presented to them because they thought, oh, I'm not this. Yeah. Um, so I feel like the takeaway from that was the fact that, you know, Sometimes things come up and we don't think we're ready for it. We don't think we're prepared. And it ends up being the thing that evolves us into who we are and what we like 400 memberships and all all this growth that you have. And you, you just refer to yourself as a hairstylist. And God That's, knows, Shelly, every time I call her, <laughs> she's like, well, it wouldn't have been because it's because of me. What do you, you know, you got this without me. I'm okay. Like, First of all, Shelly. she refers to her mom as Shelly, you guys. Like, <laughs> Shelly is her mom. <laughs> yeah, so Shelly, definitely make sure to, to let me and my little sister, who's the GM of Club Pilates Brea, uh, know that if it wasn't for her, we in this industry which is so funny because um you know being in hair and service and then being in fitness you think it's so different right people come people come do your hair and you want to tell your hair goes are everything i was i was literally just about to say it's always transferable because even though it's just hair you're selling an experience right yeah people can sit down in your chair and you can get your hair done and like yeah i like it but i don't know her vibe was off or i i don't know she just it just felt weird in there. You you're selling an experience as well, and you you do want to make it a space where they feel comfortable. And sometimes in making them feel comfortable, it becomes therapy. So you become a therapist, same as bartending service or whatever. But I think that's what makes 
a great salesperson a great salesperson because well, and being genuine and being genuine being genuine so many so many yogis i say that because they call themselves that the coin term but so many of our members in our community walk in and they're like oh my god thank you so much you changed my life you've done this for us like you must be this you must be so zen you must be so and i'm like girlfriend <laughs> I need it more than you. Why do you? Why I literally tell people all the time. I'm like, just because you do yoga and everything, I used to have that perception too. Um, just because you 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 do yoga doesn't mean that you're always zen and you're you're all with one. No, that's why you do it. I just it's a know practice. What I need. Yeah, absolutely. it's a practice. I do this to keep myself sane. Absolutely. God knows my temper. Like that's literally no. That's literally what. I had to learn about yoga and I feel like people have these preconceived notions. I, I was telling, I've told my, my sister, Kylie, that you met my mom. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she goes, really? She tried. Everybody goes to, I'm not flexible. And I'm like, it's a practice. You gain the flexibility. (laughs) And I feel like what makes uh, yoga six in Culver city stand out is the fact that all the instructors, they always start by saying, this is your own practice. Yeah. Make it your own practice. Meaning if we got to stretch down and reach our, our fingers to the floor and you can't reach to the floor. Oh, well. And to be honest, everybody's so into their own practice. Nobody has time nobody to pay attention to yeah. Jenny Joe over here or Billy not reaching down to the floor. Like nobody has time. You're if you're and that's that's the key. The key, I guess, takeaway from yoga is that if you're in tune and focus on yourself, you don't have time to focus about on anything else. You um, know, a lot of times the yoga studios around here or anywhere really, they are so intimidating. And I actually struggled with that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think the reason why I wanted a yoga studio myself is because I couldn't find the community that I was looking for. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to create it. Yeah. There's, you know, I've walked into, you know, studios so often wanting to practice, wanting to practice yoga and there's a girl in a crop top in the front of the class and, you know, doing some crazy inversion or arm balance, some trapeze artists over there. And you're just like, <laughs> it's, like it's not for me. And while like more power to that girl, like, so like, Oh yeah, I love that. You know, I got big boobs and bad knees. Like your girl can't funk. Like I, there's something <laughs> I cannot do. So, so my body don't, my body don't. Oh my God. So, you know, I, I think I, I am not your average yoga yogi right. goer. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not, I, I love yoga. It's more from my, my mind than it is for my body, but my body benefits from it too. Exactly. And the reason why I truly wanted, um, yoga six Culver city and my vision for it, um, what I wrote down in, in my manifestation journal of like yeah. what I wanted it to feel like was. I want every person, no matter who it is, to walk into that studio and feel empowered and feel mm-hmm. comfortable. Mm-hmm. I I want to walk in that studio and do yoga with 35 of my friends. Yeah. And I don't know anybody. Right. <laughs> and and that that's exactly what you do. And I said to you, um, you know, when I first started going and it was the beginning, I was like, this studio is going to make it. It's going to be a success because it's it's you, your, your key to it. And 
I'll sit there. Sometimes I get there early because, of course, you're my girl, so I get there early <laughs> just to chat with you, you know. You know it's because um, you take the mat by the... Okay, <laughs> and it's... And, okay, yeah, okay, yes. And it's because I try to go get my spot. Y'all, I have a spot. And I am tight if that spot is gone. Like, so I, I do. I get there early for that, too. All right, yeah. thanks for calling me out. <laughs> but I'm like, that bitch got my spot. Um, but anyways, <laughs> that's why I'm working on it. I'm working on it, y'all see? I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, everybody that walks in, Ashen will literally call out people's names and they look so surprised. And she's like, yeah, I talked to you this morning or I talked to you last week. Yeah, you remember? And they're like, yeah, but how do you know who I am? Which to this day, I still don't know because you talk to them on the phone. So I don't know if you're looking <laughs> them up or what. But the point is that makes people feel so special it that's the community aspect of it as soon as they walk in you already know their name you're making them feel comfortable and i feel like that's again even when you have these kind of community uh you know experiences or workouts or what have you sometimes a lot of the anxiety comes from walking into a space where you don't know anybody Not exactly so Not one it's like i don't know anybody and two i don't know how to do yoga uh but you you take all of that away and, I, um, teach, I teach the girls, I train, you know, my staff and, uh, to when they walk in, they're walking into our home. You don't, exactly. you tell someone, Oh, second door on the left for the bathroom. Like Ex if you've never been to my house before, you know, you tidy up before you're, you yes, come exactly. Exactly. So, you know, don't get stuck behind the desk, come in, welcome them, use their name, be genuine, actually make that, you know, emotional connection with somebody. Show them the, where the bathroom is. Show them where the studio is. Show them where to place their things. Exactly. Hand, hand it off to the teacher and introduce them because those are the little things that set us apart. That's what it will make us successful is because we go above and beyond to make sure that you know, I know your name. I know exactly. you like Spot. I know you, I know that if you're running late, you're going to text me and I can set up your mat and go that and what I call the concierge <laughs> service called the concierge service. Like, you yeah. know, so yeah. often, so often you can go into, you know, I can go online. I can purchase any single class at any studio. I can walk in, I can take a yoga class, probably enjoy it and walk out. Yeah. But when someone knows my name, someone knows what spot I like, yep. someone mentions my Oh my gosh, you lightened your hair. Your hair's different. Like the littlest things, yeah. that's what makes me want to come back. And so yep. that's what I want to give to my community. Yep. And let's be real, because I live downtown and I drive to Culver City to go to your city. <laughs> know, Forget the fact that you're my girl and I'm I'm yeah. gonna support you regardless. I drive past so many studios that I could literally hop, skip, and jump to. Um, but I'm telling you, that is literally that's that's what that's what makes it that community and home and uh, just makes it a, a great experience for me. Literally something I look forward to every day at the end of my workday. Um, now my sisters and my cousins they call me and they're like, oh, let me get so you're on your way to yeah. yoga, and I'm like, yep, you know it. And it it's almost an addiction now, but it's a healthy addiction. The, so the the hope and the faith that I have in this studio to be successful. I mean, you know, we've only been open for six months. We poured money into the, into the heater, into the, into the build out, into the marketing, all the things. Um, the community is truly my faith that this studio hands down will be, you know, a top grossing studio. I just got to wait it out. I got to grow. I got to, I got to, I got to build on that. And, um, 
right now we're focusing on quality over quantity because exactly. I want, me- I want members to build like, yeah, I need memberships to pay my rent. Like that's, exactly. that's a given. That's a yeah. like, like business girl, business girl, like we gotta, we gotta sell some memberships. So yeah, with that being said about the growth that you're looking forward to and projecting, if we were to have the same conversation a year from now, what would you want that to look like, sound like in regards to your business? Or you as a business owner? Yeah, I, I mean, there's two ways I, I look at things. Um, I'm a numbers girl. I Sometimes mm-hmm. I see dollar signs. So, you know, yeah. when members walk in, I, I, I can see, oh, this, oh, this, oh, this. So, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, a, it's habitual. It's just in me. Um, but so yeah. there's the number side of me and then there's also the connection side. So, you know, yeah. my goal for the studio and for any business that I really have is that, you know, that EFT, those, that electronic funds transfer is the bread and butter mm-hmm. of the business. So, and the recipe okay. for this, these franchises is that just like a massage envy or just like a, um, an amazing lash studio. Like you can get a monthly membership, right. a gym membership yeah. to Equinox, like whatever it is, you get a monthly membership and you have enough of those and you can succeed. You can be successful depending on your margin. Uh, Planet Fitness sells right. thousands and thousands of memberships for $10. Equinox sells a thousand memberships for $250. So do you want high volume, exactly. do you want low volume and where do you want to kind of fall in between there? Uh, we fall kind right. of in kind of in the middle. We're at a great price right. point, um, but we're not necessarily super. We're not very exclusive. We're very inclusive. We're kind of for everybody. Right. Whether you're 18 mm-hmm. or 85, you can do it. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a we're on a budget for everybody. So to grow and scale, I want to be. You know, I think that we should be able to triple our EFT draft. Um, while doing more community events and being more involved in uh, in Culver City, which you know we're so we're super involved, it's so much fun to do all those events and everything. But really get that awareness out there, yeah. um, get members more engaged, uh, utilization right. up, um, and being able to build our early mornings rather than our nights. We're in a we're in like Techie Crew USA, so so yeah, you know, um, going to a bigger demographic of you know, maybe that, that stay at home mom or that entrepreneur that has a little bit more time in the, in the midday hour. And then, um, right. you know, as far as my community, I really want to see, I want to do a teacher training and I want to see more diversity in the teaching team. Really, to be honest, I think yeah. that there's, this has been the most diverse community I've ever seen. And I didn't even, I didn't try. It's not like I walked in there and I was like, oh, you can come. Oh, no, no, not yeah. you. Oh, you. Like, no, yeah, I yeah. Like, yeah. this just happened. And it is the most, I mean, you see it. You, you know. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is that you would like for me to get training to become <laughs> an instructor. Girl. Is that what? Absolutely. <laughs> You're sponsored. You want me to pick up another hustle. Sponsored. I got it. Okay, cool. You know, I well, think, I'll start working on that. I think I'll start working it's so on funny because it's like, there's, you know, in, there's a widespread of yoga teachers that they're a dime a dozen, but few and far between is it people of color or Latinos or, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to provide a place where 
we we not only have the member base, but we also have the teacher base. Right. So providing a teacher right. training for um our members, I've already been talking to so mm-hmm. many people and that's right? really so cool. So I, I think that would be something that I'd be able to provide that's really for them. Cool. So yeah, no, no, no. That's definitely that's definitely I I think the move. So do you see you got do you see the possibility of maybe growing into another location or is it like focus on the baby right now? Um oh I'm always thinking ten steps ahead. So, right. Okay, so what does so, that look like? What does that look like? I mean, like? anything in this I, I wanna have multiple locations and after dealing with um LA and what how hard it is and permits and taxes and all the things mm-hmm. I I want to go to potentially other brands and potentially other states. So looking into other fitness franchises and adding adding studios to where that they can build and support each other. So if we have three studios like mm-hmm. we own the territories in this location, well if you have two neighboring studios to Culver, it feeds Culver. So maybe you know, we have, Got it. maybe yeah, one yeah. studio has a 5 p.m. class and one studio has a 5.30. And one's right. a sculpt and one's a slow flow, whatever it is. Right. And there might be different, you know, one one crew might be a little bit more sculpt proud, a little bit more uh, power intensive. And the other crew might be, you know, a little bit older and a little bit more, you know, zen now and meditation classes. So, but you're but yeah, d- dive into that. Dive into the different classes that you have because I, I think that's a key factor too because a lot of times I'm explaining to people, I mean, because I I went from being more of a weight yeah. trainer, um, COVID happened. And so once COVID happened, I was in my little studio, which I call it, I did my little jail workouts. <laughs> I would turn on Beachbody and do, I, there was nothing to do. So I, I was like, all the excuses I had before, I ha- I don't have them now. I started eating healthy. I did yoga in the morning and then I did HIIT workouts in the evenings. Um, so for those of you who don't know, HIIT is like, Cardio workout with strength training, mostly a lot of your body weight, but it does incorporate weights as well. And it's usually in quick workouts from like, uh, it can range anywhere from 25 to 45, um, just quick. I like it because it's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're over and you actually are sweating and you feel like you did something. But what's cool about uh, the uh, different classes that you have at Yoga 6 is you have the traditional yoga and then you have hot you have flow, and then you have the sculpt, which combines the traditional yoga in the start with the hit workout, and then you close out with the traditional yoga again. Um, so you're getting a little bit of a mix of everything, and I feel like it, it taps into all those demographics are different. How you, how you choose to work out, some people are like, oh, yoga isn't, that's not gonna do anything with me. I need more strength training. It combines that both. So that's yeah. why I like it personally. But if you want to kind of get into it um, more from a technical standpoint, I was always an, I was always um, a membership whore. I needed an Orange Theory membership. I needed a membership. I needed a gym <laughs> membership to uh, to get everything under the sun and like what I really wanted in my workouts. And that was why I was so drawn to this brand is because yeah six signature classes that's all you need that's really all you need so the sculpted flow like you said you know the power yoga series to start a hit interval training which is basically a boot camp on the yoga floor it's not yoga with weights right you're 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 squatting you're you're curling you're jumping jacks burpees even and then um has the yoga cool down your go-to style vinyasa style classes which are the y6 power and the y6 slow flow 
slower, obviously mm-hmm. slow, obviously slower in a warm room. Power kicked up with the ab series in a hot room. And Y6 hot your set series, kind of like a 26 and two or Bikram style. Um, what's nice about that is practice makes improvement. Some days balance is yeah. so on point and other days I'm like wonky as all hell. So it's nice to get. And that's, that's literally all part of the process. Absolutely. That's literally all part of the process. And I think that's, again, the lessons I've taken from yoga is when I go in there, it's literally, I'll have one day where I'm killing, I got all the moves and I'm holding it and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking like a professional baby. And then I have days where I'm like, <laughs> like embarrassed. <laughs> like falling over on my neighbor and I'm like should I just walk out and it's like no just push through compose yourself like get back within your your practice as opposed to like focusing on what's not going right that's why I like um, that's why I like the so, Y6 class because you know you go in every exactly. time with the set sequence like you can build on that and then we also have the Y6 exactly. restore class which is like a yin style class your go-to like uh restorative low to the ground but I mean, again, that's kind of all you need under one roof. That's why I was really drawn to this brand is because we get a variety of workouts and it's for truly it's for the non-yogi. It really is. It makes it's for whether you've been doing it for 25 years or you're, you know, just getting up off the couch, like you're welcome at yoga six. And I like part of it. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to lie when there's the super yogis that come in, I'm like, this is not your class. Okay. (laughs) This is not your class. Get to the back. We don't need you doing it all perfect in the front, okay? Leave that to the instructor, yeah. okay? <laughs> but no, you're right. It literally is it's everybody from, you know, all stages of your yogi uh journey. your yogi yeah. journey. I and and that is that is absolutely what I appreciate it. And I've had I've made so many friends like you're working next to people even though you're not talking. It's that energy of just like, especially with uh, Sculpt and you see them pushing through and they haven't (laughs) stopped. So you're like, okay, I'm not going to stop. And I've, yeah, I've actually made friends of people just being like, I really like working out next to you. Like your energy, it kept me going. Uh, Are you coming to the same class tomorrow? And then, you know, I feel like that's the start of the community aspect of it too. So, um, yeah. I, I have nothing but good things to say about it. So I could I could literally go all day. But I know it's uh we're cutting into your uh bedtime. <laughs> so you gotta get up early tomorrow. Um again, I do I do wanna thank you so much for taking time to be on this. Um uh my first I know, episode. How cool. This is my first episode. And literally have I not been talking about this yeah, all summer all summer oh yeah I'm, I'm I'm about to I'm like okay it's not summer anymore but listen the point is I did it trust the process Absolutely. okay trust the process I'm here but I do want to close out you got me these cards Love for that. my birthday and you also have them in the studio can I let you know that this is how I start my okay. my day my work day every day I keep them at my desk and sorry, the dog's barking. I keep them at my desk, and this is literally how I start my day. So I pick out a card. So I'm going to pick a card to close out. And it says, good grief, don't take things personally. And then the back says, it's not all about you, which I feel like is what yoga teaches you. Right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You, right? <laughs> we were right? just talking it's, about that. But, uh... Yeah, it's not all about you, but... So this is what I literally do. Each day I start my day like that. I leave it there. I got my little incense, my tea, my candle. This is literally the setup of my work day. Um, But 
Yeah, I want to thank you so much for those cards. Uh, it definitely helps in setting the tone um, and giving me a focus for the day. So that's a reminder. So I just want to close out the episode by saying, yeah, uh, don't take things so personally. And it's not it's not about you. So get out of thinking about yourself so much. Um, well, thank you so much for having me. And, uh, and yeah, thank you. Um, I'll catch you if I can. <laughs> Sounds good. See you at yoga Cheers. tomorrow. Cheers. <laughs>